Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateway to Cinema. We are back after a long hiatus. We are like the Will and Grace revival to the main podcasts. Will and Grace. I'm, I'm going with this thing for a okay. little while. All right. I'm running low on spinoffs. So. Right, right, right. You should have had a hundred lined up because... <laughs> the thing is, I forgot to write down which ones I'd gone through, so uh, I don't remember which ones I've already eh, used. You can repeat some of them, I'm sure. But, uh, I am, of course, your host, Aaron Hahn, joined as always by Jacob Lacey. Um, uh, uh, um... Yep, uh, this uh, this is a, a movie that I watched. <laughs> so, I kind of broke Lacey tonight. Mm-hmm. Because we are once again looking at a film from the list of 100 movies I made for Lacey to watch. Films that are interesting introductions to the large world of cinema. <laughs> this is an interesting one. Yep. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> oh, I'd say, Aaron. I'd say. But, uh, yeah. We are looking at Under the Skin. <laughs> For this being Under the Skin, Aaron, we sure see a lot of skin. <laughs> it's a good one. Thanks. Thank quality, you. Quality content. Pretty, pretty, uh... That's that's the kind of quality analysis that <laughs> listeners spend tune in for. You know, I you know I can say that this is pretty. Uh, I don't want I don't want to say neutral. I don't think that's the right word. But like a, a neutral uh, nudity, where it's like you see a lot of uh, male parts, you see a lot of female parts, and I think that's a. Uh, oh, you meant neutral in that? Okay. Yeah, it's not like. It's not like, hey, let's see Scarlett Johansson. Hey. Because there definitely is some aspects of that I want to talk about once we get into yeah, yeah, yeah. spoilers. But uh, right. we got to start with just <laughs> your initial uh-huh. impressions uh-huh. of watching this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, if you can uh, find the words. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I When I finished this movie... I had, like, one thing ready to say for this whole podcast. Because normally I'm, while I'm watching a movie like this, I'm thinking, okay, what can we talk about? Like, oh, we can talk about this, we can talk about this. Uh, here's some points we can talk about. Here's, you know, the director's previous work, what they're kind of doing. Um, but for this one, I was like, after the movie ended, I'm like, I feel different. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I certainly feel different after having watched this movie. So, that's my initial thoughts, I guess. I don't know if those are even thoughts. It's just this weird emotional reaction I had to the movie where I'm like, I think I'm a different person than I was before. I mean, I'm I'm glad that you had a strong reaction to this movie. Okay. Since you didn't just, like, dismiss it as, like, you know, too indie or as... Oh, it's like, certainly too... indie. 
This is like avant-garde, like the like approachable avant-garde. And this movie's not that approachable. So it's like, here we are. Do you like it? I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. I really do not know. I what I uh, the other thing I said when I was getting ready for this, I was like, I think this conversation, you know, this is the first time in a while I haven't even had a thought of where this is going to end up on the ranking. It could be very bottom, it could be very top, it could be somewhere in the middle, but this conversation is going to try it. I think this is going to be what guides me towards a place. I am so shook. I don't even know what this is, <laughs> but I'm excited about it. So I want to know why you put it on the list. Yeah. Well, the re I first saw this film, I was taking the science fiction film class, mm -hmm. which I have talked about a couple times on this podcast already, because there's several films I watched in the class that ended up on the list. And this is one that was also, I also talked about in that paper that I mentioned a couple times where I was discussing uh, basically what are the boundaries between the science fiction genre and the horror genre. Ah, uh, okay. And I was using this as an example of where they cross over. Okay. And we might be able to talk about like why this is like a crossover as opposed to strictly in one genre or the other later on. But Okay. But yeah, this is just like a film that, yeah, I didn't quite know what to make of it at first. But I just had such a strong response to this movie. Like, it's, <sighs> yeah. it's not a movie that you can just, like, ignore, you mm -hmm. know? Like, it's gonna, it's gonna leave a mark in one way or the other. That's a good way of putting it. But I think maybe because I also had the context of discussing this in an academic setting, that I'm just, I, I maybe I, that's how I was like, became so uh, enamored by this movie. Whereas you're just still in that state of confusion, because I was yeah. like, I, I had, I had discussion to guide me through it, and mm -hmm. you didn't, but. Discuss me, Aaron. Aaron, don't yeah, discuss just, me. But <laughs> give me the discussion. It's it's such an interesting movie. I think the things it's doing, the way it's playing with both like the conventions of narrative, and as well as the there's some interesting uh, filming techniques that they used. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know how much you read up on the making of this film. I but did not at all. I, we can I, talk about yeah. that a little too then. And just the the way it's exploring the body and the self is just so fascinating to me. And I, I really want to talk about it, so I think we need to get into spoilers. Yeah. But uh, would you recommend this film? I don't know. To people who haven't seen it. <laughs> I'd say for it's the same thing with some of the other movies on here. For a specific person... I'd say, sure. It's like a case-by-case -case basis recommendation. Because I could show my family this, and they'd be like, what have you had me watch? What, I, I what have Not yeah, I with the family. family <laughs> Not with the family, but I'd be like, hey, this is a good movie. You should watch it. And they would be like, why? Why did you do this to me? 
No, I think you're right in that. I thought you might be someone who would appreciate this. Okay. And you might, you might be, you might be. But this is definitely not a film that I would recommend to everyone. No. This is not a film I would recommend to my parents. <laughs> I didn't mean it like I'm going to sit down and watch it with them and be like, here we go, guys. A good old fashioned uh, people getting naked on screen. Here we go. <laughs> now, I will say though, you couldn't have brought this movie up and had me not notice that again we learn about the birds, the bees, and the abandoned buildings. We, we didn't. Makes a return here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's, that's why you gotta teach your kids about it. You gotta. Because it's everywhere. So here's the thing. If you're ever getting lured to an abandoned building outside of town when your boyfriend or girlfriend or some lady you met on the side of the street, she's taken into town and then she maybe skips town. It's like, uh oh, where are we going now? You end up at an abandoned building. She says, It's fine. You walk in. Looks a little looks a little abandoned. Looks like no one's lived here in years. She says, I just haven't cleaned up in a few years. Takes you upstairs. She's Scarlett Johansson. She starts saying, hey, it's fine. We're in like a black void. It's all okay. And you're like, hey, man. I'm into this girl. I think she's cool. It's fine. And uh, all of a sudden, she drowns you in black goo and... Uh, Things are never the same again after that. You're getting, you're getting into spoilers, <laughs> man. Into... <laughs> so, if you have not seen this film, I recommend it. Mm-hmm. If what we've said so far <laughs> intrigues you, <laughs> I guess that will, that will be my uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. caveat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lacey's not sure. I'm Maybe not we'll sure. At the end of the show. Yeah. But uh, if you have seen it, or just don't care, mm-hmm. or are still confused by what exactly this movie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna talk about it now a little in depth. If you're spoilers. if you're pretty sure you've seen it, but a lot of it feels like a strange dream that you had, something out of your nightmares, something that will haunt you forever, something that will make you never trust anyone again in your entire life, something that'll make you doubt the kindness of strangers. <laughs> So, um, is there is there a specific spot? I don't like even to, know. Yeah. I don't even know. There's any any moment that just kind of <laughs> caused such a. So when I, the movie I, first I, starts, we see motorcycle guy. That's what I'm going to call him. Yeah, I mean none of the characters have names. So. Right. We see motorcycle guy. And uh, and I'd seen A24, and I'm like, oh, you know, this is kind of an interesting story. It was after all the freaking 2001 Space Odyssey light show at the beginning. <laughs> and uh, after all that, I'm like, you know, A24, I kind of miss when they made, or they bought and, like, made it, like, this weird of movies. And then it got even weirder, and I was like, you know what, maybe I don't miss that. <laughs> So you're saying this isn't 
as good as Lady Bird. You, no. You know, just not, <laughs> no, not I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. You don't think there's like potential for like a crossover? A crossover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really love the part in Lady Bird where they um, dump uh, gasoline on her and light her on fire. <laughs> so that happens too, and that's uh, it's pretty sad, pretty disturbing, pretty pretty weird. There, I think this movie is perhaps misclassified as horror. Now, maybe we can talk about that right now. Yeah, sure. I think there's there's one part that really freaked me out, and it's uh, I mean, all of it's like weird and it's like unsettling, but there's only one part that I'm like, mm, nope, two parts. Sorry, one part is actually one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life, and I felt gross watching it. <laughs> But I'm going to talk about the one that wasn't sad like that first. The one where they're both under the goo. The two guys are under the goo. Whatever yeah. you call it. And there's just one snare hit. And that's it. And it just made me jump. And I'm like, oh my god, what? And he like it like gets sucked into himself. And it's like, that's disturbing. He, he, pops. he pops. Does he pop? Is world. that what it is? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He deflates. It's a... Uh, ugh, 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 ugh. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Yucky. Gross. Definitely, I would say the most memorable part of the entire movie. Yeah. And then, <laughs> um, where she gets the guy who had tried to save those two people from drowning. Mm-hmm. She carries him away, and you just see the kid, like, crying and screaming on the rocks, and it just sits there. It sits there, and you just watch this kid scream and cry, and then it tries to stand up, and it can't. It falls back down, still crying. We're still focusing on this kid, still crying. It's like, okay, all right, we can stop this, <laughs> and it just keeps going, and it's still crying. And then, you're, then the, the camera cuts away, and you're like, oh, okay, oh, thank God. And it's still crying, but it's a different kid in the car next to her. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is making me very sad. Please stop. <laughs> so I don't know if that one got you. No, that, but Yeah, that, that got me too. Ugh. But uh... It's just too real. That's the problem is, like, when it's an actor, when you see the actor and you're like, they're crying. Like, oh, I mean, like, it's a movie. It's whatever. But, like... You can't tell a baby, like, fake cry. A baby just cries. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're like, like what, what did they do? What did yeah. they do to this baby? <laughs> so, like, it's so real because that that's a real cry. You didn't, that's not an acting cry. And it's like, there's just something, if you don't. This, this, is, this is why uh, Clint Eastwood goes with the plastic ones. I guess. You know? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I had a joke, but I lost it halfway through, so I don't know oh. what it was. Sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was disturbing, and I hated it. But, um, I guess it worked if it was trying to unsettle me and make me sad. It worked. It, it, it definitely, well, it arguably is. I don't know. But, um... <laughs> is anything definite in this film? Is anyone? Is anything even definite in this film? Is anything really going for that's, anything? That's why I walked it back. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how someone could watch that and not be disturbed. Right. But at the same time, this film is so, like, ambiguous it, it, that I don't think you can make any kind of definite claims about what it's trying to achieve. Right. But I will say 
on the topic of what genre this should be classified as, mm-hmm. I do get... Basically, my argument in the paper was that the difference between science fiction and horror, and I think I've mentioned this on the other top, the other episodes where we talked about this paper and the films I talked about in it, but the difference is that science fiction is essentially, it has a level of plausibility, it has a level of rational rationality, mm-hmm. and it deals with like universal fears, like more uh, existential fears Mm -hmm. whereas like horror is more irrational and it deals with more intimate fears and so i would say that the reason why i used under the skin as an example of where these films cross over is that we have that rationality i think in like the opening scene where we see the woman learning the english language essentially and she's kind of like running through the alphabet in such a way that she's kind of like programming herself. Yeah. You know? And so that whole opening scene, we kind of have like this programming. Like there's this idea that this, this whatever this woman is, mm-hmm. there's some kind of level of rationality to her function and to like her goal in the film. Mm-hmm. And then I said, it, but it also is a horror film. Because it's dealing with these very intimate fears of the body, of the self. Because I talked a lot in the paper about this fear of objection. Which is like the idea of like we're grossed out by things that break down our sense of self. Like when we see blood, we're grossed out because we're like, blood's not supposed to be on the outside. Blood is supposed (laughs) to be inside of us. And if blood is on the outside now, what does that mean for me? Like, the only thing that's making me me is this thin layer of skin. And as soon as you cut that open, the blood's on the outside. I'm not yeah. me. Like, I'm... <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. So, I, that was my argument for why this is a film that crosses over those genres. Because it, there is, like, it's implied in a certain sense that this is, might be some kind of, like, alien being, alien invasion kind of thing going on. And there's that level of rationality, but right. it's also dealing very specifically with these intimate fears of self and of the body and what that means. Right. Hmm. It's a lot to think about, man. <laughs> I, I have I have a base question for this film. Okay. Nothing like too deep. I just am a little. I don't know if we're supposed to understand it. But I don't know if I just missed something. But motorcycle guy, is yeah. he chasing her or cleaning up after her? I don't think we get a definite answer at all. Okay. As so far I, as I, I kind of got the is, idea of both of them. I think that's intentional, that you're not supposed to know what the exact dynamic between the two of them is. Okay. Because... Yeah, it very well could be that they're both like the same from like the same alien race. They're working together. One like does kills these people for whatever reason, and the other person comes by and cleans up after them. But also, you know, you do have the idea that maybe they're opposed to one another. Because mm-hmm. he's the guy in the car who sends her the rose that's covered in blood, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like that seemed like an aggressive thing to do. <laughs> like, all right, dude. <laughs> it's a little messed up. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, he just he doesn't make it though. Pretty sad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's such a weird movie because I like I shouldn't feel sad <laughs> that that Scarlett Johansson's character dies. Well, should you? I mean, all right. So, all right. Sorry. On a base level, looking at the things she did in the movie, <laughs> straight up murdered people. Well, I, you know what? Even that, I'm not sure she murdered them. I don't know what she did to them. <laughs> exactly. There is this level of ambiguity there, and you don't know, are they dead? Is this, like, fourth thing, like, something that's actually happening to them? Or is this just, like, a visual metaphor for, for uh, sex, for the kind of like experience of self in general just kind of like the idea of us being these in the void of the universe but being something in that void i don't know i yeah i and that's interesting when the movie starts and she's taking the clothes from the dead girl and it's like she's in white, and then every other time we're in a void, it's black. And I'm like, is there a reason for that? I'm sure there's a reason for it, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't understand what it is. I'd they, have to watch it a couple us. of different times. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sure there's like, a, you know, people have studied it. They've understood. They're like, oh, yeah, obviously the uh, white symbolizes uh, uh, purity. And then she starts going to town with all these men, and then it's black. I, think I, I know, that, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I think if I wanted to, like, expand my paper and I wanted to just, like, cram and stuff, if I had to write, like, a 20-page paper, I could have done some kind of analysis where it's, like, the white is some kind of more associated with, like, sci-fi and the black is more associated with horror mm-hmm. in just, like, in the way these genres are set up. Like, everything in sci-fi is usually, like, pristine and clean and, you know, it's nice and new and fresh and everything. And horror is all about being in the dark kind of idea. So I think I could have written more pages on that if I had to. But I did not. Yeah. But yeah, if if your hang up on this movie is you don't understand what a lot of it meant. Mm. I, you're not going to get those answers. No, no not like, at all. This, this movie is intentionally designed to not give you those answers. So if you need answers, you're never going to like this movie. No. Hey, ho, hey. Uh, stuff happens. And that's the thing. Stuff really doesn't happen. That's the other thing. I, I like it because I'm a fan of these slow burn kind of things. But, like, not much happens in this movie. And if you're not a fan of that, you're, you're not going to like it. Because there's a lot of shots of just random people on the street. And you're like, this is a bit much. But, like, I understand what they're going for. <laughs> so Well, that's one of the things I want to talk about. Because you, you mentioned you hadn't read up on the production. And I mentioned that, like, this thing is doing some interesting things with this production. Mm-hmm. But uh, all those scenes of uh, her driving the van around the streets, mm-hmm. all those people, all the other people didn't know they were being filmed initially when she was talking to them. The people she picked up, even, that got in the car? Yeah. Like, before they got in the car, they didn't know they were being filmed. You're kidding me. All of them? All of them. And, like, once... Like, once they had that initial discussion, once she, like, stopped the van and talked to them and everything, and all that was filmed, 
then obviously like they let them they let them know and then if they were okay with doing some of the stuff the film would require because obviously many of these men then go on to be the victims yeah but then they just they just took those men and they're just like okay you have a role in the film now and we're we're just gonna go off of that <laughs> so is that why some of them get dropped off like i don't know i mean i'm sure there's more to it where it's like oh yeah i have friends and then she's like okay you get to go it's like weird um yeah i mean there is how come no one was like you're scarlett johansson <laughs> Apparently, apparently, I talked about. Apparently, just people didn't believe Scarlett Johansson would be driving this random van around the streets of Scotland that night. So, you know, you think she has better things to do? I guess, yeah. Aren't you filming Avengers? Why would you be? Why are you driving around here? Oh my god! All right, that's really wow. Yeah. That's really weird that none of them were not like not weird, but like there's moments in this movie where I'm like, people are really genuine. Like really genuine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just thought they were good actors. <laughs> nope, they weren't they, good uh, actors at all. No. Wow. Wow. So wait. Guy at the end. Was the, he an the actor? Guy that, like, I, he might have been, because he was like he had a different kind of role in the yeah, film. Yeah, okay. Like, you talking about the guy that kills ultimately yeah. kills her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we can even if, if we even know if she dies, I don't know. Yeah, can't even say that for certain. But man, because there's the scene where they're walking around the uh, the mall, and I'm like, this is a real mall. Like they just had a camera. <laughs> They're, like, walking behind Scarlett Johansson. Like, it's too real. Like, people are just, like, looking around, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. All right. Wow. That's, uh... All right, then. Yeah. It's a very interesting approach. Both, you know, in terms... Because it does give you that naturalistic performance, but also it's an interesting commentary on, like the way they're like preying on these people off the street in a sense like in the film mm-hmm. it's, a, it's this whatever alien creature whatever she is mm-hmm. preying on these people off the street and yet the filmmakers are like doing like the same thing it's really that easy is what they're showing us <laughs> it's really that easy so if, if, if you're still uh struggling <laughs> Struggling to uh, I, figure out what to say, but... I know. There's... I'm sorry. This is just one of those movies that's like... We've done weird movies on this show before. We've talked about Mulholland Drive. We've talked about 2001. We've talked about movies like that. But this might be like the weirdest one. <laughs> this might be the weirdest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I weirder can't than uh, Rubber? Yes, because Rubber has like a tongue-in-cheek approach to it where it's like, okay, they know they're being weird. It's like, whatever. This movie's like, I don't even, it just, is it, it, yeah. <laughs> this movie's insane, I don't know. Um, there, there is definitely one other aspect of this uh movie that i wanted to talk about what what is that because you you were you were talking at the beginning 
you used the phrase uh, neutral, neutral nudity, nudity. <laughs> and, you, and you you meant it as in the sense that there's like a there's a balance. Yeah, there's a balance. The, yeah, yeah. The male and female characters, but what I was thinking when you said neutral nudity was the way in which the nudity is portrayed. Yeah, it's not sexual in this movie. It's yeah. not sexual. Like you get that scene where she uh, undresses. And she's just like looking at her body mm-hmm. in the mirror, and you're like, "This is weird." Yeah, this is this is Scarlett Johansson naked. <laughs> it's kind of they're just she's just standing there naked, and you're uh-huh. like, "But this isn't attractive in yeah. any way." No, you're, nothing you're against like, Scarlett Johansson like, because Scarlett Johansson's a beautiful woman, but it's just that it's not like that in the movie, which is nice. That yeah, but like. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Like you're, you're like, if, if if you're trying to get someone to watch this, and you're like, oh yeah, Scarlett Johansson gets naked, and they're, they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> no. I want to see that. And you're like, no, it's not like that. <laughs> right, right. I see what you're saying. This is the PG. This is the PG thirteen episode of the podcast. <laughs> but with a movie like this, what Ooh, can do you we, do? You need to like have a euphemism for. Uh... For just being naked as well, as opposed to going to town. I mean, it doesn't really. It doesn't really Unpacking the groceries. <laughs> <laughs> you came back from town. You're unpacking the groceries. But but yeah, like Scarlett, <laughs> Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson unpacks her groceries. It's <laughs> naked, but you're like, this isn't. It's it's so weird just the way it's playing with your sense of self and your sense of body because you're mm-hmm. just at the same time that the character is so like confused mm-hmm. and possibly possibly she likes this body that she's been given or possibly she's grossed out by this body she's given but she's just like in the, examining it and you're like bodies are weird man. <laughs> Definitely. But, that's but, the takeaway here. I mean, that that's pretty much the takeaway of the movie. But just the way in which it can separate an actress like Scarlett Johansson and have a scene like that that completely separates it from anything... You know, it's... To, to Attractive. Make it, like, like a, I know what you're saying. Make it, make it a scene that's, like, weird and uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. You're just like... All right. What is this movie doing? <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're what, saying. What is this movie doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know exactly what you're saying, buddy. Uh, yeah. I will say, the more movies I see Scarlett Johansson in, the more I'm like, really like Scarlett Johansson. I think she's a really great actress. Yeah. Even though she picks some bad movies sometimes... Like Ghost in the Shell, Ghost in the Shell. she's still likable in them. It's like okay, she's like probably the most bona fide female movie star right now, like yeah. a- action star at least. I yeah, would definitely say she's top now because like it was it would probably be like Angelina Jolie like a couple years back, but yeah, she doesn't really do anything anymore. Well, let's be honest, Scarlett Johansson's way better than Angelina well, yeah, Jolie. Yeah. But yeah, no, you have to really admire her as an actress that like this this is like post Avengers mm-hmm. so she has all that acclaim she has all that star power mm-hmm. and she's still choosing to 
both like do a film as indie and as weird and stuff as this and also do a film that requires that of her that requires her to get completely naked mm-hmm. multiple and, times even yeah and that and that could have been that could have like could have been skeevy and could have been yeah yeah if people heard that they'd be like oh like that that's why people would want to go see the movie but like they were doing something completely different they're like this isn't we're not like making this movie because it's like hey this is the movie where scarlett johansson takes her clothes yeah, off it's, it's not like, like no, exploitation where we're gonna completely break down your sense of self and make you question <laughs> all these things about your identity and everything and so much of it is tied to johansson's performance because mm-hmm. she's really great in this movie oh yeah absolutely and a lot of it is dialogue free too. It's a lot of uh, you know facial expressions, emotions, and stuff like that. It's not all the dialogue. She doesn't even really have a moment in this movie where it's like she's acting, man. But it's like she is, but not no like capital A act. <laughs> she's no, she's not like uh, what's her name, Meryl Streep, where she's throwing out theater voices and everything, and you're like, oh my god, stop. Like she's she's doing it. She's doing the thing only film can do, you know. So, I love it. I love it. Also, I don't know if you knew this. The guy who directed this movie also directed uh, the music video for Karma Police, which is one of the greatest music videos ever made. <laughs> I don't know if I'm familiar with. Is this something I should recognize? Karma Police. Yeah, we'll watch it after this. It's okay, by ra- by Radiohead. It. It's really great. Like, like, no, I know the song. Oh, okay. I just don't know the music video. Oh, it's a great music video. Uh, it's beautiful, um, and that really carries over to this, which is just visually stunning in ways it, that you in don't many normally ways it expect. Is like a music video. Yeah. Because like that that score, I really like the score in this too. Yeah. Just that minimalist kind of score. The little drum beat that happens every time she's seducing someone like. Oh. and the way the footsteps line up with each downbeat it's it's good it's it's hypnotic more than anything especially in those scenes i mean like that's what they're going for that's what she's doing to these men she's hypnotizing them basically um and it works even in for anyone else The, the way it's shot the way it's just everything everything it's beautiful there's a really great shot i think the maybe this might be controversial. If you had to pick your favorite shot, Aaron, I don't know when the last time you've seen this is, but it's probably been a while. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to rewatch it before this episode, so I've only seen it. Last time I saw it was like three years ago. Or okay, so then ago, you probably don't remember any specific shots then. <laughs> but uh, there's one where she she's standing waiting for the guy who's swimming to come back in. And just the way it's angled, the way it's lit, like... It's really good. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I, I know a lot of people are going to go with like the void stuff and the white void stuff and all that kind of things. But uh, that shot is just mm, perfecto. Couldn't have gotten better than that. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. You, you've definitely sold me more on it. But here's the thing. With some of these movies that are this indie, that are this slow... Every time one of these starts, I'm like, this could be one of my favorite movies if it does the right thing. And that happened this time, too. And I'm up I'm right up to, like, the second guy she seduces. I'm like, this movie's great. And then 
after that happened, I'm like, is it just going to be the same thing over and over again? <laughs> and uh, it's not. But there's, like, several more scenes. This movie's a little too long, I think. It, some stuff could be cut. Some shots could be, you know, cut down. Shortened. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's a fair criticism. Yeah. That it might get a bit too long for how minimalist it is. I mean, it's an hour and 40 minutes i believe and right which isn't it's not long long, but you could easily cut 20 minutes out of this movie and still have it be the same thing kind of convey the same emotion i think um i mean there's just a shot where she i mean it's a beautiful shot but she's walking down the road and some guy's like hey bus is gonna be here in a minute she stands for like three seconds walks back down the road sits in the little us and it's like you watch the whole thing and it's like it's beautiful it's well shot like it, it, we get the idea but also it's like okay all right let's just all right you know you're almost there okay you're standing okay all right now sit now sit down sit sit on the bench okay and she sat on the bench and here comes the bus all right here we go and <laughs> it's just a little much i don't know um but as far as criticisms go, I think that's the only thing I can really even criticize. <laughs> because other than that, it's like, it's it's less of a movie and more of just like a... I don't want to say it's an ex, it's not a movie, it's an experience because that's so cliched at this point. But, you know, it is. <laughs> I, no, it, it's, it, it uh, is cliche, but it also, yeah. It fits this movie. It does. Um, uh, yeah. And that light show at the beginning, man. I don't, what, do we know what we're supposed to be looking at? <laughs> because I don't think I know. Not really, no. Is it supposed to be like spaceships? I kind of got like the idea of spaceships. Kind of got the idea of like they're making an eye. I don't know. I, that's, yeah, I mean, I think it's intentionally trying to do both of those. Because it okay. is kind of like, I was talking about like her creation mm-hmm. of whatever she is yeah there's some kind of creation going on there yeah but also yeah i think they're trying to like play with these kind of visual ideas of aliens to like get us in that mindset without ever confirming it yeah being like oh a spaceship crashed and here's this girl and she's running away from a motorcycle guy motorcycle guy uh he's cleaning up messes and uh here we go and uh here's the movie it never does that it doesn't explain literally anything <laughs> so uh you know yeah i good. mean this this is based on a book mm-hmm. so there might be some answers there if you so chose but at the same time the film and the book are different and you that can't would require really... reading so no, i'm just yeah. kidding i'm just kidding i you know i've already read ready player one that's the only book i ever need so you haven't read Ready Player No, one. I haven't. You're right. And and I, I know you haven't because you still tried to defend it. <laughs> I don't defend the book. Let me just be straight right here. I do not defend the book. I say the movie has some good ideas. <laughs> um, yeah. So have you figured out where to rank this? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, but for, you have to do this. for you the have sake, to yeah, for the sake of the segment. I will figure out where I'm going to rank this. Where do you got it ranked so I can pull up the list real quick? I have this. You you might be uh, shocked by this. I have this 28th. 28th. Out of uh, how many behind, have we done? We're at 41 now. Okay. So behind the Iron Giant, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ahead of the fly. Mm-hmm. 
which is one of the films that I also talked about on my paper. I never added the Iron Giant, so I don't even know where I said I'd put that. But here <laughs> I we think go. you said like six or okay. something. It was really high. Um, I, I don't even know. <laughs> well, this is so difficult. Blade, yeah, yeah. Before Blade <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Better than Batman, better than Rubber, better than The Town, better than Robocop, for sure. Hellraiser, yeah, better than better than the Chainsaw Massacre, better than Blazing Saddle, better than Raid, better than Batman, better than Tango Block, better than Fly, better than Strange Fiction, better than Perk being Wallflower, 2001. You know, around 2001, I'm going to put it at number 23, behind Django Unchained, ahead of Frank. We'll put it there for now, but that might move. I again, I I don't know what to make of this. Still, I still need to think on it. I need to let the ideas wash over me. I just yeah, we, finished we this before we rankings. got. <laughs> we list these rankings on every episode. But I'm pretty sure yeah. both of ours have changed. Yeah, since definitely. We talk about them. So. And if you want to keep up the data on our rankings, go to our letterboxed 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 at uh, accounts. I don't know how to even say it. Jake Lace is mine, and Aaron, yours is Little Flame Dude, right? Yes. All right. So same as his Twitter. So you can yeah. find those there. So yeah, I, I guess uh, that transitions us into the plugs. <laughs> there we go. Because uh, uh, if that. you want to find us around the web, you can find us there on Letterboxd if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. You can find Jacob at Jake Lace on Twitter. You can find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr. You can find David at dbex15 on Twitter, mm. dbex with two S's. And you can find me at littleflamedude on Twitter. And at this clever blog name is already taken.tumblr.com. And you can find the podcast on the web at Reboot Already Underway on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook. Check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. And leave us a good review if you like what we say. I like what we say, Aaron, for the most part. <laughs> All right. So, so. Next week, uh, we have the big movie of the year, Avengers Infinity War, coming out. And uh, we're going to go with somewhat of a connection here, because we're going to finally <laughs> look at Stalker. So, because mm-hmm. they're both kind of science fiction films about, like, what if you had the power to grant your innermost desires? So, Lacey, this is one of my favorite films. Of all time. But it's also a film I've only seen once. Okay. So I'm hoping to rewatch it. Yeah. And we'll see it if it holds out. Yeah, you gotta watch you gotta rewatch these weird ones with me. You didn't rewatch this movie. I, I wanted to rewatch <laughs> it, but they took it off Amazon and I don't I don't yeah. have the cash to like no, I, for I, my movie addiction to movies I haven't seen yet and my movie addiction to movies I wanna rewatch. I totally totally understand, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. But I'll try. I'll definitely rewatch this one. All right. I've been meaning to get around to it again. All right. I like it. I like it. So yeah, next week, Stalker. Stalker. Uh, until then, though, don't think it. Don't say it. Bye, bye, man. Nope, that's not what it is. <laughs> I don't bye, bye. <laughs> I don't say the that. We've been off of the grind for too long, Aaron. (laughs) We can never let a four-month hiatus go by again.